We've decided to have a regular episode of Go Plug Yourself this week. However, we would like to clearly and unequivocally state that we believe the following. Black lives matter. Police brutality must stop. Racism is systematic in our city, province, and country, and radical, powerful, and constant action is required to address these issues. And now, go plug yourself. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Go Plug Yourself, uh, a.k.a. Go Quarantine Yourself. Um, This episode, we're not going to lie, it's about wrestling, you guys. We bring back Walter so that Chris and I can talk to him about wrestling. Uh, We talk a lot about the most recent WWE pay-per-view backlash. Spoilers, it was not good, but that's not going to stop us from talking about it for like 20 minutes. Um... We also talk about sort of why we got into wrestling as kids, and we talk about some uh, childhood memories of hitting wrestling moves on our friends when we were in elementary school, and then we talk a little bit about why we're still kind of enjoying wrestling. Um, So yeah, this is, again, we're trying to get to know the hosts uh, a little bit more. We find out a little bit more uh, about Chris and his brother uh, hitting wrestling moves on each other, and it's a lot of fun. Um, Chris has actually put up uh, an online version of uh, his roast... um, Roast series that he was doing before all of this COVID nonsense uh, called Word Fight. Uh, you can go find that on Facebook right now if you look up Perfect Bite Productions. And uh, yeah, go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. Go plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. It's time for another. Go plug yourself podcast. Podcasting. You this is this is you who wanted to use this. This is your your choice. I know, buddy. So you did this to yourself. Very did, subtle use of the record button there, uh, Keith. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to sneak in, catch it as the listener just heard like old times, just Walter mid rant. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get let's, me on? Let's not have a guest this week. Uh I mean, I feel like there was a couple slurs you maybe threw in there. No, no, there were no <laughs> slurs. There were no slurs. There have never been slurs. Wow. Chris, I will leave now. No, I will leave this podcast. Um, I will leave we, now. <laughs> we brought Walter back on because we're going to do a, a wrestling episode, which is exactly what people want to hear. <laughs> I would be fucking furious if you did this without me. Oh, you tell me the day of, you're lucky I was available. Hey, I'm glad you made the time, Walter. Uh, and I think the Where's reason we're dog? doing... Where's, why, why isn't fucking Pat LaPrade here? I don't know. I didn't ask Pat LaPrade. Motherfucker's got a new book out. But no, he doesn't. He just has an old book in French. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's new enough. It's like watching, like, must-see TV repeats in France. <laughs> so the Ooh. reason we're going to do a wrestling episode is because we can all stop being wrestling fans now, you guys. Yeah, the wrestling's done. Because we saw the greatest wrestling match of all time. They, they they marketed it as the greatest rest, greatest wrestling match ever, and then they. So I, I, Chris and I talked about this. You, Keith, you and I, we talked about this. We, I think that the two of us, we each had the, mutually the same conversation about this going in, where I said, "Now, now, they can't possibly. There's no world where they could market this as the greatest wrestling match of all time going in, and then legitimately try to do that." Yeah, there's got to be. There's gonna have to be some kind of. There's got to be a swerve. Nope, forty-five minute match with fancy camera angles. Was it really forty-five minutes? Yeah, long, bro. Yeah, yeah. I think around forty-four or something. Chris and I slept through a bunch of it. It's. I I was snoring. (laughs) 
Someone said it was the longest match like re- like WWE's put on in like a decade and a half or some some nonsense like. And I mean, for it makes sense, right? Because they were cutting it together so they could do basically whatever they wanted. <laughs> like they could take long breaks and rests and. Yeah, Chris, I was watching. I was, like I watched some of the highlights and I was like, "When the fuck did this shit happen?" It, uh, it, listen here. It wasn't. Wasn't, it was, it was I, a good wrestling match. Forty five minutes. Forty five minutes for a low blow finish. Come on. But it wasn't a low blow finish. It's it was a low, low blow finish. after low blow everything finish. didn't work, and then he finished him with the punt. Right? Like it's it's not like I don't think the, the the finish was like allowed Randy to be a heel. Like he was obviously going in as like as acting like a heel, but he didn't do anything heelish in that entire match other than the low blow. Right? Like he wasn't cheating. And I like the use 40 of the minutes. finisher. Yeah, that was fine. Different finishers was cool. The um, the gimmick with the ref uh, was good. Um, what was the ref gimmick? What was the ref gimmick? Oh, the beginning. The, yeah. the big fight the, feel. Yeah, the big See, fight I feel. I missed that somehow. And you were asleep? I might have slept through the intro. No. Know. You might have what now? Slept through the intro. I don't know. Oh, Jesus. I heard something totally different. Uh <laughs> I might have fucked through the intro is what I heard. <laughs> Hurry up, baby. Match is about to start. <laughs> the greatest wrestling match of all time. Let's move this along. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, no, I, and although I read the spoilers from Raw, obviously not going to watch Raw, and I do like where it headed of just the, the flare also heel turning and just what, and Randy leaning into I'm the greatest wrestler ever. Like why was Flair involved with that thing at all? Evolution baby. <laughs> Cause he was he was involved in the buildup, right? He was saying this could be the greatest match. Like they only had like four guys who they can actually talk to. <laughs> Basically. But the then following, what I'm like, the following uh finishers were <coughs> Were, were landed in this match. Tres, tres Amigos, Crippler's Crossface, Angle Slam, Batista Bomb, Unprettier, which I don't know what it is, and it's Pedigree. Christian's move. Christian's move. Is it, that's the, uh, that's the... Rock Bottom. The, the Unprettier is the... the rock uh, Bottom was also on there, yeah. It's yeah. not on the list. Unprettier is a kill switch, isn't it? Uh, Unprettier yeah, I think it's also AKA the kill switch. He, also, Edge used all of his moves, right? Like he used the. Oh, they emptied uh, the tank in terms of. He used Marshall. the Edgeomatic. He used the Executioner. He used the. Randy like, brought back the punt. Yep. That match. That was, one of those, it was one a one good. Re- it was a very Taylor. good wrestling match. I would say he it was the best. He took it from. He took it from Gangrel. It's like it's, it's the reverse DDT, isn't it? Or, or did he yeah. do the Edgeomatic? Or I think it was well when Gang- or the Executioner. The Impaler, I think it got called the Executioner. Is this where it's just like a backwards DDT? It's this, it's the Sting DDT. Like, yeah, I, I think it was honestly, I think it was the best uh, COVID in ring match WWE's put on. Like, I think you can make an argument that's been the best COVID match in wrestling. I mean, as as a match, as a straight match, probably like a straight I mean, wrestling match, no gimmicks, nothing. Yeah. Out of all the A dub NXT WWE Pantheon. Cody versus Darby Allen, bro, two weeks ago. Cody versus Darby was very fun. The 
Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of like the, some of the pay-per-view stuff. It was not, I mean, it was gimmicked, like the the poker chip on a pole match. Was the Undertaker's uh, going out on a shield match. We'll get to that. We'll, Walter and I will get to that. I thought that was great. Well, like, I mean, regardless of what happened in that Fakakta documentary, the, 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 the Undertaker, the Boneyard match was, I, th- I think, was still pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but those were like th- those are special effects matches, and I mean that's the other thing too, right? Is that like for as much as they presented this as an in-ring match, it was still a special effects match, right? Like, I mean, yeah. the re- it wasn't done live, dude. It was a ton of cuts, and it was a ton of whatever. It was in it was pumped up with audience sound. If you notice, there was a What's, lot more which than, match. Edge Orton. Edge Orton, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't done went, live. Oh, I know it wasn't the live. You think it was? It wasn't shown live. I'm sh- I. I'm not sure how they did it, honestly. Like I'm one I'm thinking they wrestled it straight and then punched it up with a couple angles for certain points. Like like when they locked up and there's a camera beneath them. I'm like, that cam there's no camera in the middle of the ring. You know, like I like I think they probably wrestled it straight for, with maybe a couple like they then they probably cut some rest holds and then punched up some of the angles. Because like there's some of the angles that are straight up impossible, right? Like the kid, there's just no camera there. There's no camera in the middle of the ring pointing upwards so that when they lock up, it's from the ground up between two guys. There's no yeah. cameraman. How much you know, better, zoom, in, zoom in from outer space. When it comes how much better would this match have been 10 years ago? I think this match would have been sick in front of a live audience that gave a damn. Like, yeah. like, like legit, like I, even some of the stuff. It was <laughs> the like, best part of Sunday's show. That's undeniable. Dude, this match 10 years ago would have been like, this would have been like the, the second time in a week this match would have happened. <laughs> Fucking one of my shooting or something or like one of my favorite moments in that uh in that match was when they cut to the fans and you saw a dude who was doing let's go Orton, let's go Edge, but chanting both of them because you know that they were told to just make as much noise as possible. <laughs> <laughs> let's go Orton, let's go Edge. Oh no, 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 I know, but it was just like I'm not that's not a that's not a knock on the match or Edge or Orton or anyone. That's a knock on the editor, like whoever's cutting this thing together. I'm like it's Sporting absolutely- News. Sporting News says it was one of WWE's best outputs of the year, talking about this match. The only that? thing that actually hurt this match was that the WWE production was trying too hard to convince everyone that this was the greatest match ever. Chris, why it are you Googling this as we're talking about it? He's like, oh, well, he's an encyclopedia. I'm adding, color. I'm adding color and context. Do you have an opinion, though? I do. I've already given it. I'm adding more opinion now. Well, I, I could do that. My thing, though, and I'm surprised they haven't done it, and I kind of expected them to be doing it for this one, was I was like, I expected the match to look like a highlight reel package, but like with kind of convinced live, you know, like when they when they hit someone, there's like, and like it goes in like black and white freeze and all that stuff and like overexposed shots and all like, because like the hot, like WWE highlight reels look sick. I'm surprised they haven't like cut a match to look like a highlight reel somehow. I'm not saying it would necessarily work. But I'm surprised they haven't gone to that well yet. Like, I don't know. Let's go to Walter for his opinion. My opinion is that my opinion is that the, the, doesn't make sense because the highlight reels like are, are predicated on the fact that you're watching highlights of something that happened in the past. You do realize that you, you watched the have, entire match that took place in John Cena's mind, you right? Can't show live hot fucking highlight. <laughs> that you watch my match makes more sense than what you're saying. I'm saying you literally can't have highlights. Of something like highlights can exist in and of themselves. 
No, but that's it. But you cut the match together, but then the moves oh look like highlight reel packages. It's gonna look like it's gonna look like the fucking menu screen and no mercy of the Yes. And I I'm not I, when you watch the guy I say in the middle, I'm doing the it, moves. It would not look cool. I'm just saying I'm surprised they haven't gone to that well in an effort to make like Because it doesn't make sense. Because people don't have nonsensical ideas like that. Are you kidding? When we're talking about a Firefly Funhouse and a Boneyard match, yeah. you're like, no. That's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> can't look any different than that. And they ha- I was like, it's like, know, it's like, it's are like, you aware it, that the Miz and Morrison walk in slow motion down the ramp, but you're not willing to put you a highlight reel on a moonsault? Like, they were walking. You want to have a Trump. future match? You want to have like a past match in the present, or like a future match in the past? Like if your timelines are fucked. They had <laughs> the well, it wasn't a match, but the the backlot brawl, uh, the Viking warriors no, and the street like, had flashbacks. Had like, flashbacks in it. It's like how there's no such thing as uh, what is it a negative if you a negative number wait no wait what's what's the math thing but you can't have a negative zero or wait hold on no so, I think I hear what's, what's what's the thing with negative numbers is that like you can't you can't divide. subtract a negative from a negative or I don't know anyway there's some rule about negative numbers anyway but so here's this Maybe was you should Google it. this was like but my thinking Fuck you, though. Buddy. <laughs> And this is, and again, and I feel that by saying this, WWE is going to do it. Like, so especially with the Orton versus Edge thing was, to your point, you're saying you can't have highlights of the highlights. But I was like, so like when Edge hits the spear in the match, it would flash to like other times. Edge hit Orton with the spear and stuff. Yeah. Like that was kind of where I was like, oh, they're going to put over their own history. <laughs> no, you see, they they blew their load on the flashbacks on that red rate the Raiders versus yeah they kind of did uh, Street Profits right. match yeah, yeah. They, they had, had no more they had no more room in the budget for flashbacks no more flashbacks because they were flashing well, they back to I remember Walter and I watched this online together yeah and slash both for the first our... couple minutes of whatever that was. Walter's like, okay, but this is going to go into the ring, right? We're going to get into the ring at one it's point. It's going to be the match. You know, the match that they said was going to happen. Like, I think I was I, – I Because he was most excited for this match going into the – going into. I the thought night. it was going to be a Matt Classic. Like a <laughs> – you know, like... Hang on. And then did, did any of you – did either of you watch Raw after the fact? No. Because – so now they're just like – they're, they're I know... moving to – I know Drew McIntyre and Lana had like a thing. That's all well, I saw on all Twitter. I, all I know from the highlights, because like I really didn't bother getting into detail. But now they're just they're, they are actually scheduling the straight match between Street Profits and Viking Warriors, right? Oh, for a RAW, it, it, for a RAW in two weeks. But then I was like, did they skip over a, the? Did they skip over the tentacle monster, tentacle monster? in the in the in the trash pin? Because the, the last the last we saw of them, they were attacked by the thing from Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. The trash. And then they're hey, like, "All right, we're back on Raw." Not to uh, bring in another opinion on this one again. Sorry, Walter. Uh, K. Trevor you took Wilson that completely out of context. K. Trevor Wilson went off about the tentacle monsters the other night. Mm-hmm. I saw it, and I'm like, "Yeah, okay." So he just he he hated the, this match that we're talking about. K. Trevor Wilson. Yeah, and then he, he goes on a rant on Twitter about how bad this was and how come he didn't include Braun Strowman when you fucked up his car at the beginning of the segment, which is also a very good point. And you've also and, established that he loves the car and, and will screw people up for messing with yeah, his car. Yeah, and you showed, you showed a shot of him parking the Mess car earlier in the night. Car. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, also terrible monster. That was like, whose idea was it? The, Bruce the Pritchard. Tentacle? 
Bruce Pritchard, Bruce Pritchard? I can <laughs> almost assure you it was Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard is like doing coke. He's like he's loving this cinematic shit. Like he's because like this is what he's done. Like he, he always did all those like segments with the Undertaker and all that. Yeah, shit. I know. We saw that after, right? Yeah, right after. yeah, exactly. And like Bruce Pritchard is must be like losing his back. And, and, and he, he runs was, everything now. He's got Raw and SmackDown. Because Heyman just got fired. Do you hear, Keith? Huh? No. Yeah, Heyman. Yeah, Heyman got fired. They, they took fired no. completely, or, no, or, he's, no. or he's just he's on screen talent. No, he's That's an in ring talent. Just on screen talent. They said he's going to focus on his in his in ring performance. The one thing that's basically bulletproof, right? He needs more time to focus on probably being the best in ring like talker they have. And now Pritchard is running Raw and SmackDown, basically. Oh my god! The, and the worst part I think about that tag match was that it was like it would have been weird and schlocky no matter what, but like what wouldn't have Street the, versus versus like, no no no, but the, in its form, in that form. But then, beca- because it also existed two weeks after Stadium Stampede, mm-hmm. which was everything that that match desperately wanted to be. That's what they were doing, eh? Yeah, but they, Stadium Stampede that's, was that's, dumb. I didn't, you know, I didn't even think about that. That's it all. was dumb, but it was done by a bunch of guys who People were having liked fun, fun with it and cared about it. And it was like, absolutely, there was a ton of dumb shit. But it was like, it was more enduring. I don't know. I push and, back on this idea. I, I have a distinct theory, and I've told you guys this before. That AEW fans will absolutely adore whatever AEW does, and ultimately shit on, absolutely shit on everything that WWE does, and there's no middle or in between stuff. It's not even a theory about what we're talking about, though. Stadium no, Stampede like, was better than that tag match, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I mean, Walter versus Vans at the studio was better than that tag match, but <laughs> people liked it. Though that's not, the, that's not what we should be. It did get a, it got a good response. People liked it. I think people liked Tokyo. But did those people see Stadium Stampede? Like, so I will say that like AEW versus WWE. No, he's talking about Stadium Stampede. Got a good response. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. This, this also, also the schlocky tag match, man. Oh, there was, yeah. There's a yeah. lot of love for it on Reddit. A lot. Yeah, of people really yeah like it. positive. Like the, the 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 Sparks fucking loved it. Cornette's fucking rolling in future grave. Cornette's Cornette's slicing his wrist. <laughs> yeah, the goddamn like, business is dead, dead. <laughs> the business is over. <laughs> but that's it. But like, it's that thing of, and I feel that the big difference between AEW and WWE is that the AEW, like I, I find it shows that the guys are into whatever they're doing, whereas WWE, you often see that the guys are just doing the script. Like, and I think some guys are better at it than others. It's like 100%, but I was like, but that's that's the thing. And then also they're like, AEW is like a much kind of sillier product across the board. So the silliness doesn't seem like insane because WWE does that thing where they, they, they try to like do like almost every style possible, yeah. <laughs> you know, where it's like, so you have these jarring things of like, you're like, you're supposed to believe that, uh, you know, McIntyre and... Um, McIntyre or Lashley are having this like brutal fight or whatever in the same thing where there's a tentacle monster out back. It's like that tentacle monster doesn't exist in the world of a McIntyre Lashley fight. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like a weird thing where it's like each, each match on WWE is its own episode, which is fine. And I kind of, and it's, I think it's definitely, they're trying to play to the widest possible audience. I, like, I'm not saying that's necessarily good or bad, but it, it's like, as a viewer, I feel that there's a more like unified thing that's happening on an AEW show. It's not like it changes like the tone doesn't change from segment to segment on an AEW episode. The way in sure. WWE you're like there's the serious story, there's the love story, there's the comedy story, there's the whatever and they're all very like in little boxes and they don't interact with each other. 
Okay, now Chris, shoot on AEW fans some more. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Explain to me why Chris Jericho doesn't know what he's doing. Well, first of all, Chris Jericho and his all life matter shtick. Um <laughs> and his receding hairline. No, I just I feel like AEW could put up a shit product and still be beloved because it's like an ulterior product to what WWE puts out. And I think for both for both companies these two these two bizarro cinematic matches like that were like multiple guys. I thought they were both dumb. I thought they were both weird. Do you did you do you think not enough fun there was fun moments in both but all what do you think was better what do you think was better than the other? Which one was better than the other? What was the better match? The one without the tentacle monster but it's not a high bar to clear. All right. So that's all yeah, the one without a tentacle monster had a horse. <laughs> it also had a magic lake where uh, Matt Hardy just could switch gimmicks every time he got drowned. And then when uh, when the the Matt facts popped up, uh, Santana and Ortiz fun, could read them. <laughs> they could read the the Matt facts that were on the side. See, I have I have bigger complaints on this backlash card about how bad McIntyre Lashley ended. That was criminal. Yeah, that was awful. That was because it was a great match. It really was a fun match. What? Gotta keep Lana involved. Do you? (laughs) I love Lana. You know, but one more point. One one more point on 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 the 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 tag team deal here. Like, I feel like I just feel like the City of Stampede guys, like the people in that match, got to pretty much book it start to finish and like call the spots and do what they wanted and shit. Whereas, like the WWE tag team thing, that like was probably heavily directed and written. It was yeah. so overproduced. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, exactly. And, 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 and like, I think that's the number one thing between AEW and WWE is usually on AEW you can see the guys are into the thing they're doing. And Bruce or or Vince. Or that's Bruce. a very true and fair point. They're screaming like I hate a green with you. Can we get more turkey legs in there? Can we get another turkey leg? In now the he shop? uses the force to pull the more turkey, turkey has, legs. Has he used the force ever in history? Oh, he's magical now. Oh, okay. But like that's it. But like even AEW, like the space the stadium stampede had its stupid stuff, but it was like it was it was could like it was built to like Showing up on a horse, there was a, he's shown up on horses before. Sammy Guevara getting like scared of a of a golf cart getting chased. Yeah, he got clipped with a golf cart a week ago. Like you know, like there was like it was the stupidity was callbacks to other stupidity as opposed to now he can use the force and pull a turkey leg out of a bush. There's, there's at least it wasn't the force. It was I think the idea was that it was Thor and his hammer. Oh, oh, I maybe eh? It wasn't. Mm. It wasn't the force. It was Very absolutely, smart, it was absolutely Thor calling for Molinier. Nice. The tentacle monster was a Star Wars reference, though. Yeah. Maybe. Bruce, I, I, Pritchard, I, Bruce Pritchard needs to stop doing fucking acid before fucking pay-per-views. I like the ninjas showing up. I thought the ninjas showing up was very funny. Get get some Tazawa Dragon's Gate action on <laughs> the ninjas showing up, and then you just have this huge black man show up, like an eight foot tall ninja, <laughs> and it's and it was so weird. It's like Vince doesn't watch the news at all, um, ever. He's like, I don't know, current events, damn it. <laughs> Remember how Brad Alexis at one point started saying ninja instead of the other thing? Mm-hmm. A lot of people say that, though. Yeah, I know, but like, I remember when Brad started doing it, and then I, <laughs> and then it just seemed funny to me that like that ninjas were, were like were inserted into this like storyline, like this yeah. fleet of ninjas here. 
Yeah, I, I, I'll say it. I didn't, I did not hate that match. I thought that match was, there's, yeah, they're still dumb. It wasn't a match. Thought, Are we calling it a match? Yeah, I mean, segment. One I of the longer. Call it a segment. It was one of the longer. If, if it had gone into the ring and ended in a pin, it would have been a match. Yeah, but it did. Is Cesaro uh, always in a biker gang now? Yeah. How that that gave me a lot of Fast and the Furious vibes. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, actually, for me, it was. Um, Bruce Bruce literally just saw Star Wars <laughs> and just saw Fast and the Furious. Furious. And we gotta do this shit. No, I thought it was. To me, it was full on uh, when the Crazy Eighty Eight show up in Kill Bill. Could have been when that. Like the, when they all show up on motorcycles. It's definitely like just some movie he just watched recently <laughs> on the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's um, great. <laughs> we get. You think next week we get McIntyre and Lashley reenacting like a, a heat segment? Maybe. Oh Pacino, Pacino just, De Niro heat in the coffee yeah. shop. And it bugs I love, how, I love how you think they're going to do a dialogue sequence for heat. Not, not like, like a heist. No, no. Totally be a, Bruce would be like, let's sit him down for coffee. And then the difference between a guy like me and a guy like you. <laughs> they just, Who'd be De Niro? Bobby they just Lashley would be De Niro. They reshoot the the weird creepy creepy dread scene from Mulholland Drive where they're like panning through the diner and you're just like like what's going on here? You're like, aren't you scared? That would be a Strowman thing, I think. Very well. You think that you think the tentacle monsters will make a comeback at any point in the storyline? No, no, because they're dumb and terrible. Or will this be the same thing as after Money in the Bank when like people conceivably died because they were thrown off the roof and we or never just threw the secondary or- roof. There was a secondary Yeah, roof. I know there was a secondary roof. Or Boneyard. <laughs> like the Boneyard match. <laughs> Listen, Jim, I know who came in. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there was a secondary roof and there was a match there. there so they landed. They landed flush. Let's see if we can call up uh, Pat LaPred. Get him on the phone. You guys want to hear a funny Pat LaPred story? One of the oh, last- sure. I, I have I have other questions to uh, after like after <laughs> but I mean but if you want to talk about Pat tell a good Pat LePrad story Pat LePrad star of uh, Dark Side of the Ring you know Bravo yeah exactly did you guys yeah. have a podcast with him for a while we, we used to have a podcast back. with Pat LePrad and then and then he quit then he quit he took, he took his ball and he went home he went he went well, I mean to be fair he started his own French language podcast with a famous ball. with a famous uh, French English comedian language ball and went home to HBO. And said, "I don't need and sports. I don't need this. I'm the the play by the French play by play guy on Raw. Fuck out of here." And he's like, "I have another comedian friend. Only this one's French, and I'm going to start a podcast with him." What's that the comedian friend's name? Kevin Raphael, maybe. Okay, his, cool. I'll make his, a call. I'll make a couple his, calls. His co-host of uh, TVA's uh, Raw rerun. I'll get Johnny Sachs on the phone. He's like, he's like, I'm not doing this rinky ding podcast anymore. Now, mirror on out. It's just pro deals. I'm just doing. I have a theory. My theory, and my job is a security guard. But whatever. And and I don't. And I'm not. And I'm not saying this in any way to be disparaging. And I would gladly do it again. I feel that Pat did the podcast with us to uh, sharpen up on his English language interview skills. Hey, you know what, detective? That's some great deducing skills. You know. He was like, I'm going to talk to these clowns for fact, tons of time. Hey, Keith, hey, Keith, hey, Keith, it, it, it didn't work. <laughs> Jesus oh. Christ. <laughs> Walter leaning in for the Pat LaPrade. If you're listening, Pat, I, I didn't say any of this shit. He listens to every episode. I bet he does. <laughs> so, Pat, so anyway, so anyway, so I'm going to go see the uh, the WWE show this past uh, Xmas season at the Place Bell in uh, fucking Laval there. 
back when you could, you know, go into That feels like it was so long ago in December when we could go to live events. But it also seems like yesterday. Like I was like coming, going out. This. Where does it feel like yesterday, Keith? What the fuck are you talking about? No, it feels but like, like it seems like like it's like the beginning of COVID. Doesn't like seems like forever ago, but also could have been last week. Like I keep remembering that I was like, oh no, it was winter time when this started, and now I'm in. It was late, early spring. Or snow. No one calls. No one calls early. May. No one calls early March fucking spring in Montreal, bro. Facts. We have to fight every fucking couple of months. We, we fight. We fight about. The, we fight about what's considered like what months. <laughs> if it's below, if, if it's not the first time that Chris and I have disagreed about this guy. No, I, I, I maintain after Labor Day is the end of summer, and Walter was like, "What an asshole!" There's still like nineteen days left of summer. September is a new winter month. September is a new summer month. I mean, you get like thirty plus days in fucking October, bro. What are you talking about? And and you know what was funny? A week after we had that fight, it was like two degrees outside. I call him. I'm like, "How you feeling, summer boy? (laughs) You tanning today?" These debates go on for for weeks, you know. Weeks. (laughs) Uh, And they're usually off of somebody else's tweet that we share with each other. Saying, look at this asshole. (laughs) We'll take a screenshot of somebody's tweet and say, look at this jerk. Am I right? And then one of us will obviously, if we're feeling contrarian that day, we're like, you know what? I actually agree. And then a fight will start. (laughs) About the weather. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's about the weather. Sometimes, sometimes it's pickles on a pizza. More Hadidi. No, Jesus Christ! Pickles on a pizza is not okay. <laughs> it's not. It's a, it's a sharp edit point. <laughs> Go back to pickles on a pizza. Good, good work, Keith. Good job. I'm not gonna edit that at all. It's okay. Um. So I wanted to actually, uh, Chris. I don't think we've talked about it on the oh, show. Wait, 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 Pat LaPrade. Oh wait, wait, wait. The Pat LaPrade story. Then we're gonna pause this segment. I'm gonna grab a beer. Then we're gonna do the second half. Pat wow, I feel like we're gonna get through this. <laughs> hit it! Hit it! Tell us about Pat. Tell us. So, you're at, so, you're at so Chris, much, oh, I think you so, told the story on the podcast before. Now that you're saying it, but I give it to us again, Walter. So I'm at the. Uh, they have that restaurant bar thing there. The, 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 the 1924. Whatever the fuck they call it. You know that they that, that restaurant bar thing at the bank? 1904, the year that the one, that's yeah. the one sports. So and uh, they have one at the in Laval too. And me, me and Catherine are there having like food and drinks or like, mostly drinks. I'm having drinks before the uh the wrestling show and I see Pat LaPrade. I was like, Oh shit, it's Pratt, it's Pat. I'm gonna go say hi to Pat. So like I, I like I, I go I try to go over to him and it's like really crowded. So I'm like weaving in between people and I'm like, yo, Pat, Pat, and he turns around. See who's like fucking calling him like a maniac in the middle of the crowded restaurant, and he like sees me, and I I see him visibly make a face like like <laughs> like yo Pat what's up? He's like yeah 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 it's me Walter your friend and then, Walter. And then he instantly like tries to fuck off and like like you know he's like he's, he just like he lines away from me to go to like the, like the bathroom or something. I'm like. And I'm like, and I'm so so everything been good, Pat? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm walking with him, like we're with to the bathroom. You follow yeah, the man into the bathroom, goes, and, he, and he goes and he says to me, he's like, he's like, I'm going to the bathroom, and I'm, <laughs> I was like, cool. He's like, are you going? Me to-? too. Like, he's like, are you going to? I'm like, nah. <laughs> Jesus, super <Walter>. creep, Walter. <laughs> 
You just keep talking to him, and you like like all the way up to the urinal. Hey, buddy. Let's do an ad. Let's do let's let's pause here and do an ad read, and it's just Walter doing an ad read of, of Pat LaPrade's old book. Hi, <laughs> hey, Pat. Book. Hey, it's me, Pat LaPrade, and I met the Andre the Giants family, and I made friends with them, and they made me uh, fondue in the French mountains. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, you're you're gonna incarcerate every bridge before we're done with this fucking call. Incarcerate, incarcerate, incinerate, incinerate, Oh man, so <laughs> it's funny that you made that. Incarcerate, so, uh, Jesus. Where I used to work at the uh, the cell phone company called Fido, their uh, Fido was in Montreal. Why'd you take so long to get there? <laughs> I was saying, I was like, I was like, do I have any reason not to say where I used to work? No, I was like, no I'm fine. What's Fido uh, gonna do? They were they're gonna cancel my service. No, but they they were a Montreal-based company, so all of the like your how-to documents that you like go and look at while you're working there, answering the phones, were written in French and then translated into English for a lot of the time. I have not once read a how-to document. Well, in my life, that's okay. Um, but anyway, so there was a procedure about what to do. Brag about that one, big boy. <laughs> what to do if a uh, if if someone was like basically there was like uh, I forget what the name of the procedure was, but it was like if a the, the holder uh, of a phone contract Tommy Johnny, Tommy Johnny surgery. Tommy Johnny, what? That's the elbow. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> but yeah, so if, it's not if Tommy the, Johnny surgery. Walter. Anyway, so if the person who had the cell phone um, was. Uh, like died, Sports. or was incarcerated. Yeah, incarcerated, or, incarcerated or incinerated. But that's the that's what happened. So uh, if it was like if if a person like if a if the account holder died or was incarcerated, you could call on as a family member and cancel. There was no cancellation fees or whatever because like whatever. But because they translated from English to French, it literally said like if the client uh, like has died or was incinerated. I was like. Because they transled like, don't you I mean incarcerated? Uh, yeah, but I was like, man, I was like, that's fucking AEW fans. Uh, I was like, that's such a, that's a, that's a different call. Being like, hello, I'm calling on behalf of my husband Walter. He was incinerated. <laughs> Maybe there was like some cases of legitimate spontaneous combustion. I mean, do we know there aren't? We know there are. Right. So he said, maybe if there were cases, and I said there are. Spontaneous combustion is a real thing. Keith, we got to pause. We got to pause this recording. Yeah, we're gonna pause it, man. Here, Trump said there was a vaccine for. What do you want to ask me, Keith? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was gonna say. So now that we've fully alienated whatever uh, non-wrestling audience, uh, <laughs> and Pat Laprade, and Pat, and Pat Laprade, and Nor Hadidi. Bro, what uh, are you doing? <laughs> I was gonna say though. Um, I think we've never really talked about Chris. Why? So wrestling. We just talked about literally uh, how all of us watched a three-hour god-awful pay-per-view, and like, and we'll fully do it again. Like, if they're like right. WWE was like, oh, there's another one, we'll be like, okay. Like, so what is it about wrestling that um, I was like, hey, how'd you get into it when you were a kid, Chris? Like, uh, my dad really liked wrestling. Okay, that's hilarious. Uh, my Italian father uh, mm -hmm. loved watching wrestling, and I would sneak downstairs every pay-per-view 
to catch you're, a bit of it with him. Dad, I, love, I, love it. I love it. My dad he, would buy the pay per views. Yeah, you know? friends over. Or? No, he would buy the pay per views by himself and just watch That's it. Crazy. Wow. That's hilarious, dude. That's fucking hilarious. And like he'd fall asleep for half of them because he could. He 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 was incapable of not falling asleep in front of the television. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, but he'd buy the pay per views, and I would watch until he'd wake up and say like, "What are you doing here? Go to bed." And I'm like, "But uh, but Austin, not allowed." This is like this, this, past this, my bedtime. Here's a, here's a time uh, frame here, Chris. This is like around what This year? is uh, late '90s, so I'm still under ten oh, years old. Oh man, that's amazing. Were you a real yeah. cute kid? You're seeing some good stuff there. It was the height of wrestling, right? Pretty much. Were you I'd a say. cute kid, Chris? Were you a cute? Like cute kid? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't I'd, know. Say our, I, I'd say in our generation, dude, the attitude era remains to be the height of wrestling. I thought you were gonna say in our generation, Chris was the cutest kid. <laughs> the cutest kid of all time. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, we're if, if we're taking a look at uh, Montreal Comics, age, uh, you know, twenty-five to thirty-five, uh, Chris probably the cutest kid. Oh, yeah, I, was, I was a short, pudgy kid who really wanted to play sports. Yeah, I'm going to show the baby pictures of me next time. And then my brother and I would I wrestle. I was not a cute kid. I just my, my brother, for like the first 12 years of his life, was significantly smaller than me. And okay. then, he started, then he started lifting weights at 14 and officially was able to kick my ass. And then that's gone now. Uh, <laughs> but we would, uh, we would do like rock Thank bottoms you. on our beds. Nice. And there was one, there was one point where... Um, I very stupidly, uh, did, um, did a stunner and it busted one of the sides of my bed. So my dad got these encyclopedias that we never read and <laughs> stuffed them. And that was like, that stood in for my, one of the bed legs for like a couple of years there. Nice. But we yeah, would so do the you dummy Cause you broke your fucking bed. <laughs> you know, that's what he said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna fix it either. I'm just shoving these books. No, you, we put a couple of books in. Yeah, uh, yeah we, me, my brother and I would wrestle all the time. Like I house wrestle. I, I a, lot of, a lot of ankle locks. A lot of ankle I locks. That was the easiest thing to get in as a kid. And um, the don't remember the don't try this at home commercials. It had yeah. encouraged you to do it at home. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the don't try this at home commercials. Uh, really were were real because the, you could actually fuck up somebody's ankle by doing an ankle lock the wrong way. You could if if you like if like you really try to twist the guy's fucking ankle off. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I think like at one point, like my mom got really upset with us when I like I kind of le- le- legit hurt Steven. And again, this this is when he was way smaller, <laughs> and and I think that was the end of our wrestling moves. But like How we all kind of like my sister. Yeah, like we all watched. <laughs> We all watched wrestling. It was a big. Uh... Did you watch it as the whole family? Like, uh... no, I'd watch it with my sister sometimes. Like again, when wrestling was good, hmm. like really good. Oh, it was the ankle lock the? Uh... I was gonna say, what, what were the moves? Yeah, happy birthday, Stephen! Oh, Steve, the boy, say happy birthday. Hey, hey thanks, guys. Ask him what his favorite wrestling move to do on you was. Steve, what was your favorite wrestling move to do on me when we were kids? Super kick. We never it's did. Rock it's always rock. We're not leg clapping here, boys. The ankle lock, the, the, the cross, cross the crippler's cross face. Steve says. Oh wow. The ankle lock is a good one. The crippler's cross face is. Uh... The cross, the cross face was key, was key. I I think the the oh my god this choke slam so was uh, Steve, Steve, to put on. Steve was a solid worker. He would always go up with the choke slams. Nice. <laughs> jump jump real high. <laughs> the F five too. 
Because again, F5. he was small, so I could do all this shit to him. <laughs> F five is a lot of. I used to. I recently, like within the last couple of years, <laughs> I would do in shallow shallow water do an F five to Sarah, and it was the best. Yeah, and we had <laughs> we had a pool too, so we do a bunch of wrestling moves in the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was always like I mean it's the Attitude Era. It was Rock Austin. Like I, I mean, I I could watch The Rock read a phone book, and that's because of late nineties, early two thousands wrestling. Did anyone ever go too far and they did the mandible claw and you're like, why are you putting your fingers in my throat? No, well, we did every once in a while. I'd, I'd pull out the sock and do Mr. Socko. Snap. <laughs> I think I would torture my sister with that too. Jesus, guys. <laughs> guys shoving man. socks in your siblings' mouths. Yo, we, we, ha- we all had a good work rate. We all, we all, <laughs> we all left like, it out there, man. The, I was like, mo- most painful move that you ever had done to you? Uh, chair shots from Walter. <laughs> Last week, as an adult, <laughs> yeah. I was saying for me it was the if the the weird and specific, and I remember like I don't even remember which of my buddies did it, but it was like the walls of Jericho sucks. The walls of Jericho, the suck, other. Yeah. But then when he did the weird one where it was like the guy where you're kind of twisted. Do, I don't know if you know like the it was like that late nineties, early two thousands wall of Jericho where the guy's like shoulder was down and then he was twisted up and then he was twerking on the legs. And my buddy was like, that's not do it. and then just like did it and brought his knee down on my lower back. And I swear, I felt like I was going to snap in half. Like just, it was instantaneous. Like sharpshooter too was a fun one to put on. Sharpshooter didn't hurt too bad though. Like, no. Yeah. no. If you lean back on it, it did though, but yeah. That's it, but you you can sit into a sharpshooter and it's not twisting you unless you lean unless you like pull the legs back. But yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was the the walls of Jericho where your shoulders down and your body's twisted. And like I said, whatever whatever one of my buddies it was had like knee right in the small of my back, shoulders were twisted up and just torquing my legs. And I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> like I'm like I'm, I'm remembering. I'm remembering now too when we we do like the cripples cross face, like it would hurt because there was no ropes to get to. <laughs> like <laughs> there's no rope. It's either you get out of the hole or you tap, right? So. <laughs> I was I, like I, I literally remember like backyard wrestling with my buddies or whatever, and and having that exact same thing where you're on like a submission and and like you're you're, you're tapping or whatever, and it's just like he's like nope. You're just like, oh, cool. So we're now we're wrestling without the fake rules, and you're just we hurting. Would, you would absolutely sell it, though. It'd be like, ah, no, ah, like it would, it would. Uh, the the storytelling was uh, and the work ethic was amazing. You know, what's your favorite move to uh, do on your sister? Super kick for sure. No, I didn't do a lot of those. I, I always try, try to go in for like fucking really dangerous, like driver moves. You know. <laughs> You try to package pile driver. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Daddy. You um, ever try a tombstone? Oh, definitely. Oh my god, I, I have nightmares of letting a buddy tombstone me. Like, this one time, this one time, this kid, this neighborhood kid named Donato, uh, he, like I briefly became friends with him, and by became friends with him, I you mean tombstone him and then stop talking. I, I, would, I would like bicycle over to his house or whatever. And and see if he was around so I could play his N sixty four. And I would show up completely like unannounced and be like, "Yo, hey, it's me, Walter." Yo, Mrs. Donato, Mrs. Mrs. Donato, is your son home? She's like, "That's not my name." I'm like, "Cool, is your son home?" Or 
I had a friend like that once, and my 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 family always remembers this was Daniel Sushan, and Daniel would like live like a couple blocks away from me, and he would always just like come by unannounced. This is when you could come by unannounced at somebody's house, and he was like. He was all of 12, and he'd be like, hey, I was in the neighborhood, and I was wondering yeah. if uh, Chris was home. And I, that, I would pull that shit all the time. Yeah, it's great. I would do the of that. So my mom was very, very hospitable uh, and had a hard time, like, telling kids no. Uh, like, so <clears throat> if I was grounded, like, say I was grounded or whatever, I could give you a call, Chris, and be like, just show up at my house and say your mom and your dad are out and you have no dinner. So even though I'm grounded... I could tell one of my buddies to show up and he'd be like, yeah, you know, like I was wondering what you guys were doing. Like my mom and dad like went to dinner and there's only like microwave meals. How many times did it take her to see through that though? I think she couldn't stop herself. Like I wouldn't be able to get through that lie because it'd be an obvious lie because there's no way my, there's no way of the two of the following things. A, my mother and father would never did date night when they were fucking together ever. It wasn't a thing. And B, Mm Uh, if they ever did go out, they absolutely made sure we had food in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but even even then, just if if a kid showed up, even if it wasn't just a dinner thing, if a kid showed up at the house, they could usually it's come like in. Matcha cake, fucking casting. Right? I know. We never it's had like milk it, on the table for supper either. It was only a. I did. Drink. I drank a lot of milk. It was a I, breakfast what? drink. <laughs> a I don't breakfast even remember drink. drink. The only time I would drink a glass of milk was with Oreo cookies or just cookies. No, we drank milk a lot. I, I drank milk a lot too, but it was always either for breakfast or for like a dessert thing. If we had cookies or yeah, I there was a kid. I never I had milk and pasta. That never happened. No, we never did that either. See, like we'd have milk with some foods, but then there were certain foods like if you had milk at dinner, your family needs to answer some questions. A lot of yeah. Irish people do that. There were some uh, foods. There was like some I, food I grew up with a, I grew have, up like, a bunch of Irish kids, and they always had milk on the table. Like, we'd have pasta and stuff, and when we'd have pasta, we'd have, like, soda or juice. Yeah. And we'd have, like, fast food We'd have a Friday. pitcher of water. It was the healthy thing. We, we were ahead of the game on water. If it, was, if it was a regular meal, we never had anything but water on the table as yep. kids. Now, as we're older, we, we like, me, my brother and I buy our own drinks. Must have some milk. <laughs> never milk. It was never milk. Yeah, for us, it was probably water and, like, maybe soda on Sundays. We used to have ham. We used to have ham steaks for dinner sometimes. Ham steaks I was and, we're talking about beverages. Ham steaks? Like, we used to have ham. Ham steaks, ham steaks like and ham? Yeah, like uh, scam, uh, scam. Ham and, and scalloped potatoes. And I remember drinking mm-hmm. milk, like with a meal like that. That would be like a typical milk meal. That's so strange. Dude, I That is a milk eat. meal. That's that's very Irish, that whole that whole never explanation. Had milk a meal. I was going to say, I, I, I had the, the, the Walt, the, I had the Donato. Uh, down my street, but it was the best because so Donato. What was his dad, last name, by the way, Walter? It was, it was his last name was actually Donato. Also, it was name was Donato Donato. No, no, it wasn't. No, <laughs> yeah, I forget. Google him. Forget. Donato Donato. Look him up. He's a lawyer. Forget, I could, we could talk offline about this, Chris. Though I could pull him up. <laughs> but yeah, but I think his name was Greg. He was a little bit older, but he was the kid that always got the consoles like a year or two before us. Yeah, like. There was the kid who, like, you got a Super Nintendo while all the rest of us still had, like, He got the PS2 brand new. Yeah, exactly. That's it. He was always, like, launch day. Like, Chris, Christmas, if there was a new console, he was getting it. Fucking so, Greg. Like, exactly. Like, I felt cool with an NES because there were still some people that had, like, Ataris around. And this kid walks in with a Super Nintendo. But the best part, though, was that his family was chill enough, like, that you could go 
and be like, is Greg home? And they'd be like, no. And you could be like, can I play Super Nintendo? And they'd be like, yeah, sure. And you could go into Greg's basement, even if he wasn't home, and play Super Nintendo. That's pretty great. The, yeah. And it was, it was like good times. Like, um, the reason, the reason did I brought guys, up that Did you guys have like a bike gang when you were younger? Like well, guys, well, guys you meet well, up well, at the well, park well, on your well, bikes? I, did, I used to meet up with a couple of friends on my bike, but mostly I would go to people's house and try to play their N64. Which why I went to Donato's house, and then my parents were like, I guess, I don't know, somehow Donato ended up coming hang out at my place one day. But like, and he was like, where's the N64? No, we just, we, I didn't have one yet. We just, <laughs> we just played one in, we just uh, played in the backyard. We had a pretty decent-sized backyard, and uh, and we so we decided to have a Buried Alive match. Oh, Jesus. Oh, wow. But like I would have buried alive matches with my sister and shit, like in the back. It was perfect, and we would just do these like snow braves and shit. It was fine. Like you could like bury someone in snow for a bit, and like I like sentons out of the tree, like into like a pile of snow. It was fucking great. Uh, Did you guys play King of the Hill in the winter? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. because in the schoolyard, the snow removal guy would build up the yeah, hill. Yeah, he just makes a fucking mountain, and then yeah. And then all the lunch ladies and the teachers are pissed and they're telling you not to fucking play on the thing. You're like, don't don't snow plow a forty Why would you make a mountain if we can't play on it? Like, yeah, exactly. I, I always remember there was like every winter was the same story in elementary school where yeah. it was like mountain is there, king of the hill lasts for a little while, someone gets busted wide someone open. Gets like, fucked up. Someone gets fucked up. Yeah, and then yeah it's usually because of a wrestling move at that point. <laughs> <laughs> that, went, that went wrong. It was usually someone tried to do like a, a frog so, splash from the top of the hill and took a knee in the mouth. We tried to do faction warfare in the winter, like at my my school, and like we, like me and this other kid, we were like we had teamed up and shit. And then I just teamed up with, just so when the just so when the the big group fight started, I could turn on him right away. And I found and I had this big. <laughs> Of like ice and snow. You heel turned on your like you're like you and me to the end. Two yeah, yeah. Through, I was like, oh, the the instant heel turn. I started and I smashed him with a piece of ice. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You never had loyalty. <laughs> smashed him, bro. <laughs> smashed him. I remember in that big that big mountain in our elementary school, my buddy Curtis uh, dug himself like a tiny like alcove in the mountain, and then like we would roll a big snow thing over it and you could like trap someone in there. Like Jesus and, style? I guess, yeah. Uh, but then one time he thought it was a good prank, but then just got him into trouble because he just like went in there at recess and we like sealed him in. And then uh, he like came out in the middle of class and didn't go in. And there was like a big to do because they were like, they thought he had ran away from the school you, he was he was legit sealed in there so good he, it took him a while to get out well no but he was like i'm not gonna go back to class you guys and no one can find me i'll be hiding in the hill but like That's... a school a school takes it very seriously when a kid goes missing after me <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible plan as <laughs> yeah. good by the way oh, yeah exactly we're not saying overreacted in any way <laughs> the worst like, that student who was here in the morning is now not here after recess and he's school nine. took it so seriously gosh <laughs> We got, got triple dog dude. We got double dog dude. He was, he was, it was a buried alive match, Mrs. Johnson. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> He's got to stay there. In the, in the, the, kid, he ate the pin. He ate the pin. One time, this other kid, like, he was like, I want to give you a pedigree into the snow. Let me give you a oh, Jesus. And I was like, uh, okay, yeah, I guess in the snow, that's, that's not bad. 
And he fucking just he gives it to me, and he just drives me down as hard as possible, like face first into the snow, like head for literally head, and I go head first into this, and it's like packed down snow. It's not soft snow, and, <laughs> and, it, and it fully knocks the wind out of me, like just knocks the. Wind out of me. And I'm like on the ground gasping for breath, and I forget who it was exactly, but I remember him looking down at me, being like, "Yo, don't be such a baby." <laughs> Like, like, why are you like? He's like out of the pedigree last week, man. Don't be a baby. Like, Don't be such a baby. Like, why? You, like, it doesn't even hurt. Do you? So, favorite, favorite childhood wrestlers, like, like favorites. The Rock. Rock. Yeah. Undertaker. The Brahma Bull, the, the People's Champ. I, 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 we should have done this. We should have done this differently. <laughs> I was gonna say we should have. We should have done who we thought the other person's favorite wrestler was. Here's so who is oh. my favorite. That would have been more fun, I think. I would have. <laughs> so I didn't go. Who do you we think? Could do, we could do other people. Who we who's could who's do. Who's my favorite wrestler? Goldust. Who was my favorite late 90s wrestler? Mankind. Mankind? No. Shawn Michaels? No. Goldust? Chris Benoit. Just keep saying it. No. I feel you Harry guys. Chris Benoit. Was Harry Saturn. Harry Saturn. No. I, I feel that if you guys Ed. think about that. I'll give you it if you, if you think about what I'm in, uh, like late nineties. Linda McMahon, high school. I'm like teenager. Uh, I would go on like it's. I don't want. I don't want to spell it out, but I'm like. So, what wrestler would a kid who got into a bunch of drugs be really into before he got into a bunch of drugs? Raven, Jeff Hardy, close. Jeff Hardy. There we go, boy. Yeah, that makes sense. Jeff Hardy, baby. That does make a lot of sense for you. Makes yeah. sense. Fishnet arm things. I feel, I feel like, like young Keith is like, I can't put my finger on it. but There's something about this guy. I like this guy. I like this guy. I like the cut. How old are you, Keith? Uh, 37? You were born in, what, 84? 83? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like teenage Keith heard the Hardy Boys theme and was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Dun, 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 dun. I thought it was very cool that they pointed finger guns at themselves. I'm like, oh. <laughs> they're pointing finger guns at themselves. You know what, though? I remember because we watched WrestleMania Dallas at your old apartment, at your old condo. That was 30? No, uh, no it was so. 32. 32. Because yeah. 30 was New Orleans. Yeah. Um. And that's when the Hardy Boys made their return is at WrestleMania yeah. Dallas. And you mark the fuck out for the I'll Hardy bet, Boys. Dude. I was so into it. I might have done the dance. <laughs> now everybody marked out for that Hardy Boys return. Yeah, that was I, I marked hard ever. for the Hardys. And I uh, I think my favorite – this was – it might have been a little bit later. It might have been early 2000s even. Uh, when there was that like – the, like when Jeff Hardy got his – I'd say the, the biggest singles push – that he ever got, and it was against Taker. Yeah, like like that. I think was probably Jeff. Hardy. Was, so was it American Badass it. Taker? Make I also really like American Badass Taker. By the way, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was against American Badass Taker, and I just I loved the like. I think this was the probably the most worked I've been by WWE because I was such a Hardy Mark. I was like, maybe he's gonna beat Taker. Like I look back and I'm like, what am I? What was I thinking? Like, why is Jeff Hardy ever gonna beat the Undertaker? But I mean, they were. So hard, I was David, like, maybe he'll David do a big flip. Even hmm? eliminated Taker from Royal Rumble. Crazier things have happened, you know. Yeah, but not on a one-on-one singles match, <laughs> like you know. But it was just like, and I love there was the, there was a Jeff Hardy promo where instead of cutting a promo, 
he just like he cuts like half a promo, then runs into the background, climbs up a thing, and jumps off of it. And I was like, "That's Jeff Hardy, baby." Jeff <laughs> Hardy. Like, exactly. I was like, "That's why he can beat Undertaker. He doesn't care." Is that where he's where he's like lifting the shit too, and he's like, "Yeah, I know, I know what promo you're talking about." Yeah, it's a weird promo. <laughs> it's almost like his just been. He's 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 done right. Like he's got to be heading out. He's they're gonna just finish the time and go become Nero. Like who, I Jeff? Yeah, I was so underwhelmed by that Jeff Sheamus PP match. <laughs> like, where where two there was so two things that were were back on back last. Yeah, like, why did that match happen? Let's talk about that. So there there were two things about that. That should match. have been an outdoor gimmick match, like in a trailer park what? or some garbage. Yes, yeah, anything about a gimmick match should have been those two guys because neither of them needs to fucking get over. Like it's ridiculous. Like, no, there was and there, yeah, there were two guys who you could be pairing up with like younger dudes. And anything. Shit. Like either one of them, and even if they bury the younger talent, it's like not to say I'd be into it as a fan. I'm just saying, but like those guys, like no one gets no one gets over in that match. Well, not like, why don't you tell me we had Sheamus and Jeff on the roster sooner? I didn't know they were both back again. Ha ha! Shit. Have but- Jeff throw piss in his face. Holy <laughs> piss! You think oh, after every pay per view, triple- guy the other line. Huh? You think you think Triple H sits down, Vince, and it's like Vince. Maybe Here's it's time to retire. Here's what didn't. Maybe it's time to retire. Like, like I'm it's convinced there. that Triple H is like calling around to the CDC, looking for like vials of the coronavirus to get. <laughs> before, before we stop, before we end here, we have to talk about Vince's role, Vince's appearance in the last episode of the Taker fucking thing. Last ride, I have. It was so weird. It was so weird that whole episode. Yeah. Dude, this was wild in that episode. It's Super wild. It's the series worth watching because I've seen it. It is. It is. It is. It is. It is worth watching only for its absurdity. But there was one point in the documentary. Oh, the real the backstage shit. The real, real backstage shit is interesting. Because my understanding, like at least, at least bullshit, like scripted shoot interviews, you know, like yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, like from the clips I've seen, my brain was like, oh, this is a work. It's a, it's okay. like it's, I it's had no idea layered. that. He had Taker come to New York for WrestleMania 33. I heard about that. That's insane. That's it's so insane. And he wasn't booked that night. And on oh, like the booked? Friday night, Saturday, overnight, the Saturday, he tells him. Sat early Saturday morning, text Taker's like, uh, you're gonna be on Monday Night Raw. And Taker goes, I don't have my gear. I don't have my gear. <laughs> so he has to book it back to Texas. Get his bag, and then Taker does this whole thing. It's like, oh, I have to find my bag. It's been so long. Like, it's been four months, Taker. Shop, shut up. Yeah, buddy. Shut up like, pretend you don't have an entire closet worth of Undertaker outfits just, like, around. There was one point where Taker doing an interview with somebody. To turn into Undertaker at the door. <laughs> just grabs it. There's one point where Taker's like waiting for Vince and doesn't know where he is, and oh, then yeah. all of a sudden you see this guy come up behind Taker and hug him and kind of hug and, like, him really aggressively, really aggressively. Really it was aggressive. like, and then Vince was like, "Ha ha ha!" ha it's Vince. Yeah. I got you. Ha. It's like, yo, Vince slaps him on the back. Him. Slaps him on the back. Hard. 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 <laughs> Taker goes, slaps him on the back he goes, harder than, than most people do chops now. Yeah. Stiff, stiff. stiff. <laughs> I just wanted the oh my god, crazy in that episode. Sarah and I finally finished uh, um, Dark Side of the Ring, and 
the one thing that like sticks out, I mean, there's a million things that stick out for it was when the Godfather is telling the story of they're all at a strip club with Vince. And then Vince is like, Oh, thanks to finishers. I heard that. With your finishers. Like, and I heard it before too. And then yeah. they were like, and they get, he got hit with That's the dude. Device. And everyone's yeah. like, like the dude advice was bullshit to take. Like it was just like it was a it was just a shitty move to take. And Vince is like hit and me with the dude advice at a strip club at two a.m. And he takes a heart attack from um, from Brett and uh, Jim the Anvil too. Yeah, he's taking these like double and like yeah. Bret Hart talks about this story in in his book too about how fuck how he shows up trashed at the fucking strip club and hangs out with the boys, which he apparently didn't always do. Yeah. And like, and then just took started taking finishers and shit. But yeah, there's like, there's no fun way to take a doomsday device. That's such like, a Walter thing. That's such yeah. a Walter thing. To I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. I'm, I'm literally right now watching gifts of the doomsday device and trying to like figure how you can even take it soft. And like, you don't like you flip off the guy's shoulders. There's and then you fall on your fucking face. We should explain oh, that. No. Triple, I'll say this about Vince. I think the guy's fearless. Too. Vince is fucking fearless. He'll eat a rock bottom on concrete. He doesn't give a shit. Well, I mean, then, the, we, we heard, but even it was as recently as a couple years ago when he was telling both AJ and, uh, and Owens to just straight up punch him. Yeah. Like he was like, don't work the punch, just hit me. And you're like, okay, I'll just eat this punch. Um, before we wrap it up, I wanted to ask you guys uh, on the topic of wrestling. Why are you uh, still into wrestling? Like it, it, like. There's literally nothing else on. No, okay, but I'm just saying. But like, all sports come back tomorrow. You're <laughs> gonna come over to my place and watch pay per views if I invite you, buddy. Like, I just yeah. I just don't well, that's the reason. Uh, my my reason is that I don't want to disappoint Pat. No, I think it is. I think I agree. I will say, and I don't want to disappoint Walter. You know, so I think it's probably both doing it for Pat at the end of the day. Like the best, one of the best things to watch in a group. Like I was like, and yeah, I like that's what, I mean. but I like watching sports and whatever, but I was like, but then I'm often like, I can get really stressed out watching sports because I'm invested heavily, but like wrestling, you can watch and you can still get invested. You can throw things at the television and your name could be Walter, but, um, you threw Walter. I, what did you throw at my television? I got so mad. I didn't throw he anything. Threw a cup. He threw a cup. Maybe a cup. No. Threw an empty cup at your TV once. I don't yeah. know if he was throwing it more because he was pissed at the result of what he saw, or that his cup was empty. It was a. It was rains. Rains going over. Rains going over at the rumble, I think. And you threw a cup at the television. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Walter's like, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> like he's thinking back, and he's like, mm. I feel like yeah. I've mellowed consistent, consistent, considerably since then. I mean, I yeah. honestly, I still, I still enjoy watching wrestling purely. I've lowered my expectations substantially. Yeah, exactly. I get to hang out with you guys, and we get to watch and talk shit about it, and shoot on AW fans, shoot, shoot which is fans. just Reese. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big AW. What? I, I watch AW every week, man. It's the, it's the first time. This is the first time in a real long time I've been watching weekly, like of anything, of any wrestling, like. I generally like don't miss a dynamite. I, I find it, it it suits my schedule. Two hours a week versus like five to keep up with SmackDown and Raw. Like and the best part of WWE right now is NXT, right? It's been that a couple of years. Yep. 
But now, but now, and the word, but the thing is, though, is that they're, they're 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 pulling NXT into the main roster stuff. So it's like you still have to be like on Raw, the NXT champ, or like like main roster people are down on NXT, and then they're coming up. So it's like even if you just watch NXT, they have highlights of Raw now and stuff. Which is, I'm like, get out of here. Like that was the big part that I liked about NXT for years was you could show up and watch two hours a week and get the whole story. But now you have like Charlotte was NXT champ and whatever. Like you know, like they're. Yeah, they started, I feel like, cross-referencing too much. But yeah, two hours a week, and then, uh, what, like a pay-per-view every two or three months? I was like, AEW suits my watching schedule. I can follow AEW. It does, it's not oversaturated. I think that's the other thing that, like, how do you how do you write seven hours of television plus a pay-per-view every month, right? It's like... I don't know, that's Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, it's just Bruce Pritchard. He's just doing lines of cocaine and, and then dropping acid for the film segments and just writing out, being like, I got 500 pages of storylines for you guys. I'm good till 2022. You guys ever seen this Apocalypse Now movie? Hey. Oh, uh, man. Um, Walter, favorite wrestler today? Wait, wait, hang on. Let's do the thing. Let's do the thing. Let's say, who do we think Walter's favorite wrestler is today? I'm going to say Walter's favorite I could answer that question for me. Daniel, I, I feel that oh, we'll, we'll do it for Walter. Walter, is it Daniel Bryan? Right now. No, it's Kevin Owens. No, I wouldn't say that for either. No. Mm. I'm going to have to say it's The Undertaker. Still The Undertaker. Still The Undertaker. Chris, I trade for, trade for 45, only got five. What are you going to do? <laughs> Chris, Chris, okay, let's try to do, let's try to do Chris. Uh, I'm going to say, Chris, your favorite wrestler today is Strowman? I like Strowman. No, it's Kevin Owens. Uh, I love Ke- I love Kevin Owens. My guess was going to be The Rock. The Rock is still my favorite person still the Rock. today. And then that means he's your favorite wrestler, too. So I guess so. Win. It's still the rock, win. yeah. You see how I win? Still Dwayne Johnson. I, my, Dwayne Johnson until the end of time. <laughs> current current favorite wrestler? Like Gary Jericho's Bowe. up there too, though. Take take a shot. Well, who's my favorite wrestler? Your current favorite what? wrestler? Like of the moment. Uh Zombie. Alexa Bliss. No, Walter was correct. It is Kid Zombie, it's Darby Allen. Kizarni. <laughs> oh, you said Kizarni. Oh, I, I thought you said Kid two. Zombie, and I was like, Kid Zombie, Darby Allen. No, I said Kizarni. And then you said Walter's right. I was like, oh, wow. Because <laughs> I thought you said Kid Zombie, as in, like, that you was your guess name, Kizarni. Darby no, Allen. I guess my guess was Kizarni. <laughs> no, Kizarni. So yeah, what's the actual Darby, answer, though, Keith? Darby Allen. Like, Darby Allen. Darby is, Allen. It's probably the. Like, like, the person who, like, I'm like, if I if I'm half paying attention and Darby Allen shows up on screen, I'm like, I would like to pay attention to what he's up to. Like, it's the he will grab me and I'll be like, and his matches are great and he gets thrown around and and uh, thus ends the segment. Wrestlers fuck. Uh, this was go quarantine yourself, everybody. Also, no. Did, did that line get in? Did that line get in? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah. still recording. No, that line where I said this has been the segment called Wrestlers Keith wants to fuck. I mean, you sure? Jeff Hardy, CM Punk, Darby <laughs> Allen. Darby Allen. <laughs> Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Uh, oh, wait. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it. Alexa and The Undertaker. And, of course, 
The Undertaker. <laughs> the Undertaker's work ethic is through the roof. Huge. Wrestler crushes. I feel that I've already laid out my wrestler crush. My biggest wrestler crush was probably Lita for sure. Like as a kid, Mandy Rose today. Mandy, I like Sunny in her prime. Um, I like May Young. Um, in her prime, in the, not in her prime, uh, May Young currently. May Young. Um, She's dead, pal. I know. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Stacey Keebler also. I, I Trish see. Stratus, Canada, bro. We can't forget about Trish Stratus. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Big to do. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Big, biggest, biggest wrestler crush was and The Stacey Rock. <laughs> and then and The Rock. And then, yeah, 100% Lita. And then um, after that, 100% uh Hey, you know, for a AJ. lot of people, that Edge and Lita live sex segment was the first time they watched porn. So, Ooh. but then yeah, AJ Lee, um, AJ Lee, which, which leads time. me to believe that I have the same taste in women as CM Punk. <laughs> like, independently of CM Punk, I was like Lita, AJ Lee, and then he was like, "Hey, you're yes. probably as good a UFC yes. fighter as CM Punk is too." Whoa! Triple H sent me that Whoa. one. Whoa! <laughs> So last 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 thought: Does Punk Punk step in the ring in 2020? Which, which some, no no octagon? no octagon? I, no I, anything anywhere? Does does Punk do a? Does he step in the octagon? Does he step in an AW ring? Does he step in a WWE ring? He's definitely the not stepping into a WWE ring or an octagon. I think he's going to step into the bedroom with Renee Young. Wow! Wow! That came out of left field. Uh, I, I feel that honest. I think honest, the seeds have been planted, so to speak. Phrasing. Moxley would flip. Yeah, dude. I was like, think of the the feud. Think of the feud, bro. Yeah, but what network? It would be amazing. Would it be like an AW WWE cross promo? Pay per view at the Tokyo Dome, baby. Tokyo Dome, brother. There is no more COVID. Somebody um, get Bruce Pritchard on the phone. He would be into this for sure. Uh, you could do a bunch of edit, edit cuts too. Oh my god. Go quarantine yourself. Thank you for listening to Sakas about wrestling. Cheers, boys. Thanks again for listening. Go plug yourself. As always, a big thank you to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude for providing all of the original music for the show. We mentioned at the beginning of the show that we'd love for you to tell your friends about the show, and honestly, that's all you really need to do. But if you're feeling particularly generous, you can support the show financially and 9to5.cc in general by going to patreon.com slash 9to5cc. You can get early access to every episode of Go Plug Yourself and other perks too. Finally, if you or someone you know has a project they'd like to plug on the show, reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook by searching 9to5cc, and we're 9to5cc on Twitter also. If everything works out, you could be the next person to sit down with Walter and I and talk about horror movies or wrestling. And I mean, also the thing that you're trying to plug. 9to5.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.